pulled out uh, our old monster box. We still had a couple boxes up in the attic and had to bring down. A part of me really wants to break the old models off the things. My friend is a great picture of having a pretty My friend also has some 3D printing terrain for us, uh, all of our games. Oh, it's awesome. Anything you can dream of, there, it's on the internet somewhere to print out. Mm-hmm. I've been giving him such a bad laundry list, like things with spiral staircases, just just disasters to print for him. We have so much awesome uh, Star Wars themed terrain for Legion, it is crazy. What? Star Wars theme terrain for Legion? Ooh, I'm going to switch the screen just a little bit. Sung is just a little bit off to the side on that screen. Oh my god. Sorry. Guys, welcome back. Uh, John, what episode are we on? Because Cassie's not here, so you're in charge of that. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Give me a second. I just farted, and it's really horrific. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's put John you can't in commit suicide on live air. Oh, it, it, that could do it. It's pretty rough. Maybe Let's that chicken this. wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode... I'm... No, no, you have to go. I don't care if you farted or not. 45. Episode 45. <laughs> Guys, we are now live uh, with us today. Of course, Kathy is out at... Gen Con, so she is not here, so I invited two people. Of course, everybody knows Jackie. She's always been around and always awesome and always helping us out. And one of the new people on is uh, a friend of mine that we became really good fast friends with, fast friends is Sung. Um, he does another podcast conglomerate on a lot of different subjects. Um, we will be linking his stuff uh, later on, so y'all can find him. Um... So, today's going to be about tournament talk. We're going to be talking about different tournaments, different ways we play, different people that play, because we all play different ways. Um, there is a betting going on, if you would like to bet. I'm going to go ahead and end that as soon as we figure out. Uh, it doesn't look like anybody's going to want to risk any money, because I think everybody's holding on to all their points for the giveaway today. I don't forget, guys. That's a wild card. <laughs> I will be giving away... Uh, my Sylvester that I painted up for the podcast today. Um, and I am also going to be painting some more Kill Team terrain, uh, which, yes, I started using my airbrush on. So get hey. ready for that. Um, so other than that, let's go and start with drinks. Jackie, you have to be the last one. Look at Xander with 2,000 points. Um, John, what are we drinking today? Uh, I am drinking uh, an orange juice mixed with uh, 43 liqueur, which tastes just like a uh, orange Julius. Ooh, that's not bad. So, yes. what are you drinking today? Is that banana flavored? No, no, it's it's vanilla and orange. Oh, it's okay. It's sort of vanilla. It's really good. <laughs> this is gonna end poorly. So, what are you drinking today? I'm just drinking good old reverse osmosis water. Reverse osmosis water. <laughs> Uh, the baby water from the aisle, the really expensive water. The really expensive water. Um, myself, I am going to go with some good old Maker's Mark. 
Um, and before we do that, it looks like nobody's betting. Everybody's holding on to their points. So we're going to stop the betting. Uh, the betting was, um, is Jackie drinking an alcoholic beverage? Jackie, what are you drinking today? I have two beverages. I have one, which is a Monster Rehab, because my bedtime is seven. I have another liquor here. As you can see, the bubbles are too small. It's just water. It's not vodka, guys. No <laughs> vodka. So nobody today. entered because everybody's saving their points. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and open up the giveaway. Um, I've opened it up. It costs you 50 dice. It's for one ticket. Um, and it will be for make sure you use the raffle command and how much you're going to do it for. Uh, we will do it at the end of the show. Other than that, just make sure that you hit it. Maximum of a million entries. And minimum one of one million. Yeah, one million. Uh, so go ahead and get your interest into that for the giveaway. Um, other than that, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks, y'all, for coming in. Um, cheers. Cheers. Mm, oh, that's, that's good. Tasty. Mm, yeah. That's good. How, how was your water? It was good. It's it very refreshing. <laughs> pirate is free. You are a pirate. We got a raid. Defend us, guys. You better be hitting those emotes and defend us because Rainer is coming in with a party of 51. Holy 51. crap. One holy moly, yeah. Let's <laughs> oh, man. All right. I better see some emotes and everything. What's the raffle? The raffle is for... <laughs> Look, they're just beating us up in the, in the chat channel. Just kicking her butt with the uh, emotes. Uh, raffle is for a, a <coughs> Sylvester. Let me go switch over my paint cam. I'm choking up on my beer or my lip beer, my liquor. No defense is allowed. <coughs> there goes John. <laughs> hey Rainer, thanks a lot for the raid. We appreciate it. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, competitive and tournament play from all different aspects. While I paint. You must be a follower to enter into the raffle. Uh, we will be giving away. Oh, there it is. Hey, Bug King. Thanks for everything. Um, and there's the shout out. Um, my Sylvestro that I painted up for everybody. We'll be sending that out earlier at the end of the show. Uh, today, I'm going to be working on um, some kill team terrain. Um, just so everybody asks, yes, I started using my airbrush and started getting better acquainted with it, um, and having a lot of fun. And so I'm going to be working on that, but we need to talk about tournaments, um, that's going to be going on. Oh, thanks, Electric7753. I appreciate it. Um, I don't consider myself a good painter, but when I get compliments, I enjoy it. Um, so, um, while I'm working on this, um... Sung, what type of tournament player are you? <laughs> I'm a Korean American War Machine tournament player. What? <laughs> is, that, is that what you wanted to know, Gonzo? No. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> I don't understand the question. Uh, I mean, dance now. Got the follows coming in, guys. Um, are you a hardcore tournament player? Are you a casual player? Do you practice your lists a lot? Do you go crazy with it and go all minute details? I mean, how 
what type of tournament player do you consider yourself? Okay, sorry, I, I, get, I get a little bit more now. I am an <laughs> aspiring tournament player, if I had to put a word on it. Um, this is my first year traveling nationally. That's why we just met Gonzo. Um, I'm very pragmatic in life and other things. And last year, 2017, I'm like, well, if I do well locally, then I'll spend the money. Because as we talked about before, things cost money. And I'll start traveling to some national events. And I, I did very well in 2017. Um, sorry, that, that sounded... Uh, I sounded like a dick there. And then I started traveling. <laughs> I went to a couple of conventions, and I've been pretty happy with my progression. I've gotten better at every major convention. I've been a top eight at the last four, and I was able to win the Rocky Mountain Rumble, which was pretty cool. And I've got a few more coming up. So I'm, I'm an aspiring uh, tournament player is what I'll say. Aspiring tournament player. What, what makes you... And I know this is, this is kind of a, a loaded question. What makes you a good player then? What may, well, I've never, I've never said I'm a good player. So no, no, no. Here's the thing. Now. Here's the thing. Um, you have done, and and actually, I would say it's because you've snuck up on the community in a way. Because it's not that you weren't good to begin with. It's just recently they're like, oh, you know this guy. He's winning all this stuff, and he's getting in the tops of all these tournaments. Uh, and he's been getting all pretty crazy with stuff. Um, what what changed from the year before and this year? Sure, I, I think I think you're being overly generous to start with, but um, I'll uh, what I'll point back to is Brandon Andrews. We all know who Brandon Andrews is. He uh, won the War Machine Weekend Invitational, but none of us knew him two years ago, right? None of us knew him before he started traveling, and Brandon talked about it a few times, and there's a lot of really good War Machine players out there who just, for whatever reason, don't travel, whether it's they're a little worried about it, whether they don't have the money or something else, and I consider myself a decent War Machine player. I take the game pretty seriously, and I think one of the big things is that I believe in deliberate practice. I, Like I said, I, I wouldn't travel to an event if I didn't feel ready, and I'm not saying I feel like I can win any event. But what I'm saying is I feel confident in my play. And you and I talked about it at MomCon. Like, as long as I play well, results be what they may. If I feel like I played five great games and I'm 0-5, I'm fine with that. Yes. And um, I've been kind of lucky, and results have been what they have been. And I think I've been X and 1 at every event since February, except the ones that I've won. So I've, I've been pretty lucky, and... Um, yeah, just rolling with that. I, I'm very math-based, as, as you've kind of talked about. I do a lot of number crunching. Um, I love the bell curve of War Machine. And uh, more and more lately, I've been coming up with plans for specific scenarios and against different list types. Um, so I guess I'm a prepared and aspiring War Machine player. How's that? <laughs> okay. Uh, Jackie, uh, you and I met because of our role-playing group that we're going to be doing, um, that we do. And... I've been watching you on your tournament play also because you seem to be getting better and better and you're starting to, and like I said, locally, I see that you're doing a lot of tournament play also. Are you one of those players that obsesses over the numbers or are you more of a casual type? Definitely more casual, but I read a lot about all the models, so... The most important thing I'm finding as a newer player is to simply learn the other person's army. Because even if you don't really know what your army's doing, if you know what their army's is doing, you've got a little bit more edge there. Um, I'm really good at randomness. Like if you throw me like a cast or drop situation or, or anything 
we really can't plan for it too much ahead of time, I do pretty good. Maybe I have a good poker face. Uh-huh. Anything of that nature. Uh, and honestly, I think it's because the people in my area aren't very good. On the, a lot of them are also very new players. Uh, we've been building a meta in our area, so a lot of the people I play against in tournaments are people that learned playing War Machine at our house. It's really easy to beat them. Um, I, other than that, I don't know. I play. You play? play? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is going to be kind of a loaded question. John, what kind of tournament player are you? Uh, I am not a tournament player currently. I actually used to play in all, all, all the local tournaments, and I would say I am... I was the dark horse. Like, I would often not be at the top uh, tables because I'd be trying something crazy or, you know, what have you. But you just couldn't discount me. Uh, I've won a lo- number of local tournaments, beat a lot of the local good tournament players, at, you know, on multiple occasions. Um, I'm also the guy they always ask for uh, thoughts. You know, like, hey, John, I got this list. What do you think? Uh, I do a lot of that, too. So not really my scene anymore. Um, don't really, uh, yeah, just, just sort of drifted away from it. You know how it goes. Yeah. But uh, uh, I do enjoy the, the the mental game of it a bit, and uh, I always like getting out there and playing at the high levels. Well, I'm okay, because myself and some, we play in some of the high levels. Uh, this year is my year of, is what we call get good year. Um, get good, yeah, I know that year. And I actually have done, and, and I'm not bragging, uh, but I, I'm, I'm more proud of myself because I've actually done pretty decent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, gotten, you know, looking at different things. I'm stuck on a few things that are having problems tournament-wise. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't obsess over it. And I think that's where you and I really get into this: is we look at a list, <laughs> and. <laughs> I actually do obsess over it. I can tell you every game I lost through some crazy error still six years later. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm with Sung on some of the, on the aspect of we like to play and we like, and we like to win. Mm-hmm. And if we do good, we're yeah, okay with I, that. If I feel like I've done good, that's fine. I've played games where I'm like, I've played the best game I can and you beat me. Good job. Yes. I don't care if it was dice or whatever. You beat me. I, pl- I feel like I played a good game. I didn't make any great errors. Thumbs up. Yeah. That's where it's at. Hey, guys. So I have an etiquette question, and I'm just going to barge in and ask. If someone asks me a question in the chat, do I respond in the chat or do I respond audibly? You do both. Uh, if you respond audibly, make sure that you you re- recount the question so that people who are only listing audibly can hear it. Because we that are streaming sense. on Facebook and on YouTube right now, guys. And okay. yeah, Facebook looks like it's still going, and YouTube's still going. Plenty of chat room there. Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> so, so uh, of course, Le- Legionnaires asked if I'm from Colorado. And he said a couple of Louisiana players moved up there in the last few years. Yes, I am in Colorado. I think you're referring to John G. and James L. I'm not comfortable saying their last names. Uh, John no. and I are very, very good friends. Um, we see each other at least once a week. Um, so, yes, they are here locally. And, I, uh, uh, yes, I am very happy they both moved here. They're both uh, very beneficial people to have in the community for multiple reasons. 
So yeah, just yeah, if they ask a question, just do that. All right, I'm gonna have to fix this. Uh, my camera, I guess, got switched to autofocus for some yes, stupid it's reason. It's switching it, like it's, a mug. Yeah, it's flipping out. So give me a second while I fix that. Um, now, this is why robots will never take over the world. I I disagree because robots don't care if things are in focus. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Oh. All right. So of course everything's open up for anybody to get in, and you can get in all of the games or whatever. So, um, see here. Here's the thing that I've been contemplating. Um, oh, that's actually a really good. Uh, Congo's asking, uh, what factions does the guests play? Um, everybody knows, and I, I have to. I have to make Congo happy. Um, I put together all my Kador stuff, and I've been building Kador lists, and I really want to play Kador right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've been dying to play my Kador. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, really interested in playing my Kador. Um, John, what are you playing right now? What am I playing right now? Uh, well, I was playing <laughs> Death Watch and Kill Team. No! What is he in Hordes? The last thing I played was Circle. Okay. But it'll probably be Mercenaries, I believe. I have someone when I go to John Con, uh, John's Silly Convention that I am playing mercenary. Someone has painted up a all the gun bunnies list for me to play, so I don't have to travel oh, with anything. Good. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. I, I might just bring Mad Hammer or Osram my, of my own since I have them both painted. Love them both dearly. Actually, I love Gordon too. I'm bringing all three of them. Damn it! Fuck, I don't care. And I will figure out which caster I play with then because you know I love all of them. But Mercs are my love. If you you said John, you got to play. It's Mercs. Even though I think I've had just as much luck with Circle in tournaments. <laughs> uh, Jackie, what are you playing? Well, there's a difference between what I play and what I buy. I own every <laughs> faction except Circle right now. Um, I just got Crucible Guard in the mail. Um, right now, my main rotation is... It was Signar, but that's pretty dropped out. I'm going to say Crix and Grimkin, but I'm really getting back into Kador. <laughs> I played a couple of games with Karchev, and I really liked it, and I'm like, oh. Karchev's cool. He's I awesome. kind of, I don't, I, I, I didn't like being slow before, but now I, you know. As long as you got the right I, upside for being slow, it's all good. Yeah, that yeah. armor, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Sung, what are you playing now? Uh, funny, you should, um, no. I, I'm sporadic, is what I'll say. I started this year playing Grimkin. Uh -huh. I played them for Las Vegas Open. Then for MuseCon, or excuse me, for Intermountain Cup, I played Signar. I only owned them for about a month, and I played them there. When we met at MomCon, that was less than two months into Convergence, and I played Convergence there and at the Rocky Mountain Rumble, and I just got back from Wisconsin where I was playing Cador. And um, now I don't, my next event's next month, and I guess I have a couple weeks to figure it out. This past week, I played Grimkin, and a buddy of mine, uh, Lenny, just sent me a scorn list to play. So I promised him I would play this scorn list and give him feedback. So this week I'm playing scorn. <laughs> awesome. What um what what scorn list are you playing? Because I have a I have a local that's scorn and he's playing a four huge base list army right now. Is he in is he in CID or is he just using Xerxes two? Xerxes two. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's Rasheth Rash Rasheth. It's the fat man. And um, two Siege Animathrax yep. and a bunch of Reavers is what it is. It's an interesting list. Um, it'll be at WTC. He yep. just wanted my opinion on it. I said it's hard for me to give my opinion until I get it on the table, so I told him I'd play a couple games with it. That's well, what, I agree with that. Th th that's I, a good I thing. I love the thoughts of playing 
I actually like someone handing me a list or something, the challenge of playing something new like that. It's it's there's really nothing like it. It's it's a lot of fun. I really um it gives you a lot of insight into how to play into the list as well. Uh, go, going on that weird Cador binge I was at. I, do you guys say Cador or Kador? Kador. I, I Kador. say Kador, but I'm obnoxious. So. <laughs> Cador is the uh, one gang from Necromunda with the hooded guys. Uh, Kador is the faction in War Machine of Hearts. I also hear Kador a lot in my area. but I think I Kador think is actually how it's supposed to be if it were actually Russian-ish, but it's not mm. because they made up their own languages. I know, I know what the book says, Maximum. Uh, th- th- that didn't exist when I started playing, and I don't mean to be an old man with that. I, I oscillate back and forth. I guess I just don't have a strong opinion That's or side on that. But it, I was just curious we all know what so. you're talking about. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> and you're all old men, so... We actually sense. are all old men. That's, that's fair. Can't, can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, let, let, let's go on that subject of, of testing tournament lists, because... Okay... While I am local, I will play and do stupid stuff with my list. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to assassinate with Old Witch 3. Because, well, it's a tournament. I can see if my numbers are right, see if everything works. And, well, it didn't work. Well, I'm not going to try that shit at tournaments. Do y'all do that locally? Just trying to pull shit out of your butt and try to win with it? Yep. Or do you play just kind of... You know, like it's going to be a tournament no matter what. Do you do a lot of testing? Um, when I did testing, uh, I would test my lists, but it's it would just be proof of concept. You know, is this you know this this stack of units working out the way I want it to? Is is it all sort of working the way I want? I wouldn't actually, you know, test too many situations. I just sort of went by feel. Like I feel like I feel like I could a good chance. I can tell a great story. I was helping someone else test their list, and I'm t- playing Madhammer, and I'm like, I feel like Haley moved forward too far. I'm going to use, uh, you know, back when you could, I'm going to use Dougal to give me extended range and all that stuff, and I'm going to try and kill her with Madhammer this turn. And lo-, lo and behold, I killed her with Madhammer that turn. I'm like, yep, that was a good thing. Solved that problem. Well, to me, I think that uh, as a tournament player, you try all the janky stuff. You know, before the tournament, so you know if it's going to work or not. Song, what about you? You you go to tournaments quite often and play against a lot of the big boys, like I do. What do you feel about testing tournament lists at home? So, um, since some of you don't know me, I am very deliberate. I always have a plan for things. I remember when you came on my podcast, Gonzo, I'm like, and here are my show notes. And you're like, what the fuck are show notes? I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> um, but I always... <laughs> I have steps and I have plans on things. So when I make a list, I um, write down what I think the list will be good at. I write down what I think the list will be bad at. And I commit to X amount of games before I change a list. So normally I am iterating on the list either to prove or disprove the thesis behind it. And then if I do iterate on it, change out a piece, same thing. I write down why that piece came in. I write down why a piece came out. And I'm trying to prove that in my next game. So those are normally the things I'm doing in a game. The other thing that I think is really, really, really important right now is the object of us playing a game is for one of us to win. But the reason we're playing is to have fun. So I do try to tailor my game based on who I'm playing in my meta. If I'm playing Timmy Tuba, then, you know, I'm not out there to win on bottom of two. You know, there are other things I can test. There's clock management things I can go through. There's weird things I can kind of test myself on there. So I, 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 I do... 
yes, I'm always trying to practice. I'm always trying to get better. But at the same time, I'm not trying to do that at the expense of someone else's enjoyment. Gotcha. That's a good call. And, and the thing you say the most that we did, uh, we have a, a, uh, a board where our local people would talk and we used to be a lot more active. Uh, all of us sort of fallen off. But we had a thing like, you you know, play at least five, ten games of the list before you change it. Because if you change it before that, you, you might just be reacting to, you know, a bad situation. You might not be yeah, reacting to actually good data, if you will. Yeah, I mean, Jackie called me an old man, so I'll make a golf analogy, right? But so many people <laughs> have these... Uh, these golf swing mentalities is what I'll say. Oh, I used my X club and it went badly. It must be the club. And they'll swap it out. They don't think of the situation you were putting it in. They don't think of any of the ambient things. So one of the things I really like to do is put models in bad situations, be sure that they actually suss out that way. And then one of the things I've been doing locally, I'm a pretty modest person, but I tend to win more often than I lose locally. So I'll actually publish the list I'm bringing before I go to game night. And I'll post it on our Facebook group. And I'll be, hey, guys, this is what I'm practicing tonight. Please tailor a list to beat it. And I'm like, you can pick the scenario. You can pick whether you want to go first or second. Let's just sit down and play the game. And I would love to lose. And I love testing the game in that way just to make sure that my theories are true with lists and go through with them. So um, that, that's just a little bit of how I practice. I could, I could talk for hours about it. And everyone would be really bored. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, anyone can play a list into a good or solid situation where you're like, oh, yeah, I'd play this listen to this. It's hard to play a list in a bad situation, but those sometimes come up, and I feel like you sharpen your skills better in that case. You see how your list reacts. Is it versatile enough? Do I have to make my other list more versatile and make it my normal drop just in case this list just can't handle as many variety of things? Yeah, whole, wholeheartedly agree there. You need to play your list into bad matchups. You need to verify in your head that they're bad. So many people... We'll even listen to this podcast or my podcast and be like, I don't need to formulate my own opinion. I'm going to take Gonzo's. I'm going to take John's. I'm going to take Jackie's. And I'm like, nope, that's bad. We're not that smart. We're not as smart as you think we are. No. You need to go take out there. You need to verify these things on your own and play the list to bad matchups. Make sure they are actually bad. And that's honestly what the innovators in the game do. You look at the people who are constantly changing the game or setting the pace of the game, and they're trying things that people think are off. And the other thing is the game's very different than it was before. CID causes it to cycle in on itself. The waves crash much faster. So things that were quote-unquote bad two months ago, well, how many new models have come out? What new themes have come out? What are people playing? They might have a place now. Yeah, what, what changed? Did, some, did, did a list, did a major list type change causing a different change? Maybe your list is now suddenly good. You well, just gotta, you gotta keep trying and thinking and, and you never know what might turn up. You just here's <laughs> you the thing. keep at it. You, you make a good point that you've got to be the innovator of a list and you've got to be the innovator of your faction. And recently, you got a chance to do this, and we had a small discussion on this just between you and I about some people were making a comment about y'all winning with Kador, an all-Kador team event. We all, all played Kador, all different casters, you know, so on and so forth. And some people were giving y'all shit going, hey, well, this is only one thing. Don't read into it. And I was looking into it, and I went, you know what? If y'all would have lost, people would have said, look, Kador's bad. We need another CID to get us fixed. Um, I, I want to ask you about how that has been. What have people been saying or doing since y'all went and won the team tournament with an all-Kador uh, team? 
<laughs> uh, I'll tell you the important things. Like my kids still call me dad, and they have no concept of what I went to Wisconsin to do. Um, that's, <laughs> that's the most important thing that happened out of that event. Um, you know, if people want to say, uh, here's my takeaway from it. And I think I think you and I kind of have similar mentalities, Arconzo. Um, people are talking about it. People are playing it. Whether I, whether you credit tim matt and i for that or you credit someone else you know it, it's a conversation starter and that's fantastic if all we did and some people are like oh they're really good players oh rockets are really good then they have all these excuses that's fine i don't i don't care like i went three and one it was i lost to blakey who uh, kicked the pants out of me last round um but it was a good event sorry about that it was a good event i think it proved that Cato has game, and it proved to me that I think I could win a Masters pairing with them to be audacious. Like, I, they have the tools needed and the repetition. Whether you want to put the time in and get good with them I, is another question, but I do think they are solid and they are underrated, and I do think that there's going to be a turn-up in them in the current meta in the next two to three months. And oh, I think if you look at Gen Con, that's sussed out, right? I mean, Champions oh. was won by Sorcerer 3. There was a Cotter in the top eight for Masters. Uh, NorCal uh, had uh, I, one or two Kators in their top eight. Sorry, John, go I don't, ahead. I don't think Champions was won by Sorcerer 3, not in Gen Con. Uh, second place. I'm sorry, second place. Second place, yeah, because first place was one of my locals playing Signar. Yeah, sorry about that. It's the only reason I know. But no, 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 no you're you make, fine. make good points. People will take... Uh, it's, there's a lot of bad data analysis out there, if you will. People will take... Oh, you know, these guys took a three Kador team to, uh, you know, team tournament and won it all. So obviously Kador is good, and I can just play Kador. That's you're not analyzing the data right. You're you're just voicing the fact of what were their matchups, how good are the players. Hint: these guys are pretty good. And and other things, you 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 just you can't just take it in there. It's sort of like if you can't take a, a list from the the web and just playing like I'm going to win this list because this list won champions. You have to know how to play. You have to know how the models work. You have to know so much more. It's yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things, again, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Oh, hey, uh, Bannon says no new models. Small base convergence infantry is still bad. I have small base convergence infantry in my pair. I think they're really good. You can hear about it on my next podcast on statistical convergence. Um, that being said, no pair can cover all its bases. And people are looking to have in a pair, favorable matchups into everything, and honestly, it just doesn't exist outside of Cricks. And, and I think that's why a lot of people get hung up on. People keep telling me, oh, Cotter's stealth mitigation. And I was on Fully Boosted to pimp another podcast and we talked about this. Cotter can't deal with stealth. And I'm like, okay, what stealth models is giving you, what stealth model are you concerned with? Like, what model do you need to drop this off? Because we can deal with it. I get it's an expensive tool. We can't deal with gremlin swarms. There's obviously some of the Facebook controversy. And we can deal with them. It's just maybe not as uh, efficient as we'd like. So we have options. The faction has options. And more importantly for me, was the, it was a ton of fun to play. That Vlad II Armored Core list I played mm -hmm. was a ton of fun to get on the table. They were super cool models. I made like choo-choo sound effects as the demo core moved up the table. Like it was just a lot of fun to play and it, it, it yielded great results. Um, I won a local steamroller with it. I only had about 13 games of practice before the WITC. I competed against um, some very competitive players with it. So, yeah, I mean, I, if, if I sat down, if I grinded it, if I got to the 100-game mark I like to get to with casters, um, yeah, I definitely think they have game, and I think they have promise. So if nothing else, Gonzo, I think we've spurned, or excuse me, spurred, I don't know, we started conversations, and I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, and that's that's what I thought was funny was I was I sat back and watched because I was on the Kador Facebook group, 
and I was just sitting back there and watched the conversation because at first it was like, hey, oh my God, Kador won, you know, the WITC. And I was like, cool, my boys win, you know, because I know all three of you are awesome players. And then they were like, well, guys, don't read into it because these are just three awesome players. These are three top tier players that have been playing, you know, 50 billion years and, you know, they know what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, they're good players. But they took a faction that was considered to be bad by your standards and made it good. So is this you need to get good or they're just so good they make bad factions look good? The, the answer is usually you need to learn how to play the stuff that you're playing. And you've got to play the stuff that fits. I don't know. Somewhere out there, Will Pagani is going to have an aneurysm. You've got to fit, <laughs> play things that fit your play style because play style is a thing. Everyone has a way they think about things. And if you don't have the right models for how you think about things, you're not going to do well. Correct. I like versatile models, just like mercenaries. I like models that can do two things, which is why I love Idrians. Like, I love no other model right now. Do I need to melee? Idrians. Do I need to shoot? Idrians. That's my answer to things right now, because they're good at both. And I like that. But, you know, some people are like, I like single-purpose models. Well, get your single-purpose stuff. Get your specialists. They're, they'll do better in that thing than my guys will, and they'll work better for you. But you have to... You have to know yourself. I, I feel like I'm just spouting Sun Tzu, the art of war, honestly. You know, you know what's funny is there's a lot of people that swear up and down. Now, I'm, I'm a Grimkin player. We've been playing Grimkin for, you know, as long as I can remember, which is about, you know, last 24 hours. And okay. I can't stand Hollowmen. I don't like them. Can't stand them. They don't work for me. I, I can't get them to go through. I hate old witch three even though i'm testing her out for some stuff and i'm like i don't get it i it doesn't work for me i've been trying to tech for Haley three because it's a very big thing in our area and i know i'm going to see it in a lot of our uh, current tournaments I hate her so much. <laughs> and Haley three and i'm like i'm like i don't want to do this but i've got to do it but I've got to find a Haley 3 old witch list that I know will work for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of weird saying that because everybody's like, well, just play it because it's good. I'm like, mm -mm. I, I can't do that it, it, because I don't get out of what I'm supposed to get out of it. Yeah, it's not uh, it's just being if just being good, you know, a good list was good enough, then everyone would be competing at a top level because we just find good lists. There's so much more to that. You cannot divorce the player from it. And, you know, and the, the insubstantials, like I said, play style and such. And and some of the best players, like Will Pagani, they're good because they don't have a play style or they have an adapted play style and they can do whatever. And that is great. Those guys are next level. I mean, honestly, between Jackie and, and Sung, it sounds like you two both play a wide variety of factions and probably have a much more adaptive play style and it'll help you because you'll be ready for anything. I hope so. <laughs> they will just have confidence I, 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 I talked about it again I'm fully boosted I'll reiterate it here like I played Vlad 1 Rockets which is a very gun line like I sit there I, I herpeter I shoot you and it wins because like it shoots real well real mm -hmm. good it, shoot, it shoots things it shoot um, and I said it and then uh, Pete Soretti asked me well, what, what would you change if you were going to make a master's pair and I said I wouldn't make a master's pair with Vlad because even though I won with him, I, I never enjoyed the games. 
the J- I didn't find the games enjoyable. Correct. And it circles back to what we said before. You got to enjoy playing the game. Gonzo doesn't like playing Old Witch. Cool. Don't play her. Like, shelf her. Like, winning's not more important to me. Winning for me is not more important than enjoying the games I'm playing. Um, so, Plus, yeah. In a I, large I tournament, you have to be, be aware that you're going to be playing a ton of games. And if you don't enjoy half your games, you're not going to play at a high level because you're mentally going to be exhausted. Yep, also so, very fair. Yep. Another. <laughs> so, go, going on this, I, 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 like I said, I found it very interesting because if the reverse happened, like, hey, y'all lost because y'all had a, you know, a K-Door team, there would have been the opposite backlash that you're seeing now. And it, it just, it, it, it boggles my mind because here's the thing. You can be a good player and you can be, and take a list up. But if you're just net decking all of your lists and hoping to win just by net decking, and everybody knows what net, net decking is, right? If not, the idea of net decking is you go on the internet, you find a list that's proven and wins, and you take it and you build that list and you play that list. And you find out that you're not winning with it, then you need to look at see what's going on, because either a it's you know you're having an issue with what's going on, or you're having a problem with, ooh this is really really not good. Uh, sorry, my paintbrush. You need to really look into what's what's with the list, or is it with you? Um, and also think outside the box, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, before Mark Three dropped, I was playing trolls. And I had a troll list, and I played uh, with the Glacier King, and oh my god, what's her name? Calandra. Mm-hmm. And uh, Selena and the Nis. And nobody could do anything against my list because my defense was so freaking high because of all the buffs. And everybody's like, well, this just isn't going to work. I'm like, okay, let me take it to a tournament. And I'm like, look, look, I just assassinated your caster. Look, look, I just assassinated your caster. Oh look! You can't hit any of myself because my defense is too high. You have yeah, to roll Star like Cross is a thing. yeah. N- n- on top of Starcross, I've also got major defensive buffs, um, and they were really good. Um, so I mean, it was you know you've got to start thinking outside the box. Now, I like looking at my caster like okay, like I'm gonna make a um, armored core list. I've got an armored core list I really want to try, and I look at it and I'm like, there's two casters I want to try out. I want to try out, uh, was it, uh, oh my god, I'm brain farting. Um, mm-hmm. It's because you're old. I am old. Blame Jackie. It's all her fault. Um, Eris 2, because I like his feet, uh, because it helps out a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of good buffs. And Zerkova 1. I'm like, I really want to try those out. And they're like, no, you have to play with uh, Vlad 2 no matter what. Vlad 2 is the only person you have to play Armored Core with, or you suck. And I'm like, when did we get to that point in tournaments to do that? I mean, why didn't we... Why, why aren't people just thinking outside? Um, because you've got to find things that work with you. Or for you. Not just, mm-hmm. it's going to work. And it's not to say that taking a list online and starting with that as a basis is bad. That is actually a good idea because the person will have lots of good ideas, but you need to play it and start figuring out what works for you and what doesn't work for you and changing it. 
you have to be willing to change it. And that's the only time I actually generally say change before, say, five or ten games, is sometimes you'll start playing a list from online, you'll know this is not working for me. Well, then change it and try something else. And obviously, if you have less games to play than some of us, you, you would want to change more often, too. But yeah. it, it's, it's not necessarily bad to take that list. It's always, you need to get inspiration somewhere sometimes. Just you make sure you can do the right thing with the inspiration. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, to me, Old Witch 3 is boring as hell to play. Oh, my God, she is so boring to play. I don't get to do much with her. She doesn't do anything. She hardly helps my army, blah, 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 you know, and just going, people are like, she's so good. You just have to play her, you know, you're an idiot. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, those smaller factions really do that to you. They force you in a box there. Um, My two cents on net decking is, and I might be romanticizing the game, um, (laughs) but I've observed that you'll go to a place and you can see, like in a tournament, there's clearly a couple people net decking, but the one list that always beats them is a really creative one that doesn't sound like it's going to work at all when you see it on the board, but it just it gets around there. Yeah. So I mean, that's the nice thing about the game is you always have those mathematician geniuses like you guys over there figuring out something new to try out. And and and, and not to be critical, but this is it's the only thing I that really bothers me about theme lists is it takes some of that away. It takes away some of the really really cool creative lists that used to come out. Um, luckily the bonuses are pretty good but it, it does there used to be a lot more cool experimentation and we're talking about it in a chat room before theme lists were sort of a thing yeah not to talk about other podcasts but I recently saw that uh, like Way of the Swan, Swan had mentioned it's just it's hard to get into the game when you're forced into a theme list box. it is it is it is I, I still feel like like private rest can find a way to to get a good balance between the two. I'm just waiting for them to find that. I there think is it a definitely help with had. the smaller factions because they yeah, need absolutely. some help. And honestly, maybe it's just a matter of of enough time and enough properly, you know, thoroughly play tested and diverse factions, you know, diverse themeless and factions. You know, when they get to that point where everyone's got six themeless or something, maybe then it's like, oh, now we're all good. We can have so many different things we can do. It's maybe that'll be the answer. I don't know. Well, let's talk about something else that, because um, we, we could go on forever and ever and ever about different things to do, but tournament tournament etiquette and tournament prepping, I guess is the best way to put it, because you always want to go and everybody wants to win and everybody you know, wants to do you know what they have to and get things done, but there's things you do beforehand before a tournament that you always do, not just with lists. But, like a lot of us, um, we go to a tournament, especially if it's an all-weekend tournament, we drink a shit ton of liquor before the next day. And we get up and we start playing. Does anybody have any rituals that they do whenever they go to a large tournament? Or And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be War Machine Horde. It could be anything, of course. Um, before they have to, you know, play in a big tournament. No, rituals would be superstitions. Superstitions are not scientific, sir. <laughs> <laughs> or is there something that you do no matter what because you're... I'm going to interrupt here, John, real quick. Do you, do you wash your hands before you eat, John? Uh, well, yeah, that's scientific. But but you could call that a ritual because you do it every time before you eat, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Just, just saying. <laughs> uh, fair point, sir. Tip of the hat. <laughs> 
but, but I mean, are there any rituals that people do? And I'm not, we're not talking about superstitious ones because, um, if everybody knows when I run the, uh, steamer with a twist, I do have some stuff in there for people that do play, do stupid, superstitious things. Um, are there things that you do or you have to do before you go to a tournament? I have some things. Oh, yeah. um, one, I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> I get nervous and I have a nervous bladder. So <laughs> I have to use the bathroom for the tournament because I will think the whole time about that. I don't like getting trapped in a situation. Uh, also, again, maybe it's because I'm a lady. We're a little more like linguistic with that. But uh, while I'm using the bathroom, I practice speaking freshly. Practice my ahs and my ohs. Um, I really like to explain what I'm doing thoroughly in a match, saying, like, I'm allocating this much focus, this guy's going to do this. There's a lot of speaking going on, and when you're talking for, like, two or three hours, you can get really tongue-tied at the end, and then you start getting nervous when the clock starts bearing down on you. Um, After so many years of podcasting, I don't think that happens to me too often. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's also, speaking of getting really drunk at tournaments, there's a really evil thing that I like to do when I go to a con tournament. So Midnight Madness, madness. sorry, that's why you do your speaking exercises. Um, everyone is plastered at Midnight Madness. And touring most cons, I am as sober as a nun. And I am the only not drunk person in the tournament, which is probably why I do pretty good. <laughs> I mean, towards the end, at like 2 in the morning, there is just people just sleeping on the tables pretty much with their heads down. It, it gets rough. So you're the opposite of Chili Winners. <laughs> yeah. It's not War Machine Weekend until Chili Winners is passed out on the floor. Or in a luggage cart being wheeled around. Yes. Before he could have dinner. Before the tournament. Before the event actually starts. Literally Friday night, we get there. I'm like, hey, Chili, how's it going, man? You coming to dinner with me and John? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Like, you know, we're going to dinner like hour and a half, two hours later. He's like, he's on a luggage rack, practically passed out. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Not not getting drunk beforehand. I actually don't drink at cons as much, with the rare exception of having to watch the Turkish Star Wars in a live stream with viewers. That was a thing <laughs> that happened, and I was more drunk that night than ever. And I mean ever. Uh, but yeah, I don't drink too much during cons. Mostly when I'm home. I'm more of a home drinker, not not drinking drinker well do you do anything like when you play do you have like setting up rituals or anything like that technically there's a guy uh who's a jackass who would say that i have a a really stupid ritual where if i roll dice for the hit i put them aside and i grab different dice to roll to wound or to oh hit. i do that a lot yeah and he he got in a rant and called us out and that and uh like okay and that might be a ritual not really scientific uh, but uh it's more of ingrained habit. I've just been doing it for so long. It's just what I do. Sung, what about you? Uh, I, I have a question real quick, Jackie. Uh, so you are in the bathroom before a convention <laughs> practicing your enunciation? Yes. I just want to well, be sure I... The nice that thing, way. though, when bathroom at a con, it's your bathroom. Nobody else is ever in the bathroom with you. I, I At the Las Vegas Open, I had to go on the clock, and I used the women's because there was no line. I'm like, uh, I'll ask for forgiveness. <laughs> so I, no, one, no one was in there. Um, I don't remember. What, yes, I am a little more uh, pr uh, pragmatic, I guess. I wake up every morning. I get up early. I do a bit of meditation just to clear my head. I try to stretch my lower back as much as physically possible um, before we get started. 
And then when I get to the event, I like to scout it out, which is really hard at something like Gen Con, much easier at something like MuseCon. I like to yes. know where I'm going to be playing. I like to know where the judge's desk is going to be. I like to know where the latrine is going to be. And I like to understand the table numbering situation. Um, and that's that's what I do before the matches, or before con. So I, I, stretching your lower back for me is extremely important. Um, that's a really good idea. Actually, I should probably look that. that is. Yeah, I stretch before, I stretch at the end. It's just you're hunched over this table. And so the goal is, right, to do well on day one to make it to day two. Or maybe you're playing five or six or seven or eight rounds. Um, you don't want your back to tighten up midway through. And then you don't want to have to start medicating with some weird cocktail to get there. So I just like to make sure that my back is as loose as can be. And that's how I head into events. So. Hey, you know, if you twist, it causes your liver and kidneys to drain, which makes you feel refreshed. Um, I, I did not know that. Yeah, toxic fluids. My doctor told me that. All right. Well, very well. I, the more you know. Now, I will definitely agree with you on the lower back issue because that is a major pain in the butt. Leaning over a table for, you know, eight to ten hours, depending on what yeah, type of tournament it I'm is. Sh I'm sure yeah, that matters less. <laughs> yeah, I'm with John. I'm real tall for a Korean, but that puts me under average height. Uh, you're tall, Gonzo, so I can't imagine what that does for your back. Um, it's got to be rough. <laughs> also, I cheat. I've had years of gymnastics, which seems weird if you actually look at my body type. I can actually stand lower with my legs spread and get a good size up there, which is helpful. Yay, small advantages, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Any advantage in a tournament is a good advantage, I'll be honest. That's as long as it's hey, legal. Hey, Robin was a gymnast, so yeah. If, there's a, there's, oh yeah, you're, go ahead. No, no, I've talked a lot. Go ahead, Jackie. No, I, I feel like I have, but I talk all the time. <laughs> Another thing I like to do just for tournaments, and it's probably because I get nervous, is um, I use the War Room app, but then I always keep, whether I'm printing them out or not getting cards anymore because nothing's in uh, date, but I had one next to me. I have like a card book, mm -hmm. and I keep paper version of all my cards because, you know, sometimes you got to look back there quick, and your app's slow, and times, you know, seconds matter. And so sometimes... maybe always having backup information when your technology fails. Yeah, your technology can fail. Make sure you have them there just in case you need to mark damage or or, or just be ready. Because I've had a guy's app fail. He's like, what happens if I can't get it back? The judge is like, well, then you lose. Yep. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm in a good shot, a good spot. Well, look at him like, here's a chance. The other thing I'll say is if I check a bag, which happens very rarely, but I actually take an anti-stress mat with me. So I have a standing desk at work. I'll just roll it up and sh it, only if I take a check bag. But I'll shove it in the check bag. Now it looks weird, but it actually makes a difference, especially at Gen Con where you're standing there. on like cement yeah. all day. Mm -hmm. So some of the convention Nova is another one. Nova, depending on what ballroom you end up, you could be on cement. So there's a few of them um, where it can just make a difference. And I know it sounds weird, uh, but just I just I try to minimize my lower back pain. In the workplace, they mandate mats uh, for people in standing positions, like someone who does meat cutting at a table all day or works <laughs> on a bandsaw. They want you to stand on a mat because your lower back and your joints. So are yeah, you absolutely. going to, to uh, Nova this year? Um, <laughs> my friends are trying to talk me into it. Uh, I, I said before, my war machine budget is pretty tight. I've Just spent curious. a decent amount. It's um. Because if you do, we'll have to get get some beers or something in person. Yeah, I, I'm I, your friend. I'll talk you into it. That that's my backyard. I, I I'll let you know if I go. It's uh, 
I've, I'm from Jersey. Um, I have a bunch of friends in the Philadelphia area. So it's, it's either that or like the Boker Brawl. I'm kind of bouncing between the two of them. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. I don't need it. Thanks, Vander. I don't need a GoFundMe. Thank you very much. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are tons of philanthropic things you can donate money to yeah, <laughs> before you need to pay for me to go to Nova. More on that later, potentially. So, ah. um, like one of the things I um, I like to do is I do a lot of scoping out too. Um, I'm like, uh, okay. I'm going to play these two lists. Oh, shit. I need to make sure that I have, you know, my ducks in a row because I know this player is there and I know that this player is really good. And I've got to, you know, make sure I do X, Y, Z. Um, but when I'm playing, um, I have a dice tray. Thank you, Aaron. Um, and <laughs> that dice tray, I always have the rules of if it ever falls out, no matter what, I re-roll it because that's, you know, one of the things... That's that the rules of a dice tray. Yeah, there's, there's uh, to me, unspoken rules. Like if, if you have a dice tray and it comes out, you should roll it again in the dice tray. Um, that's that's unspoken etiquette as far as I'm concerned. It, me too, but I've learned that that is not. Okay. Um, and I and I think that's bogus, but that's just me. Um, actually, this is turned out. They're consistent. I don't care. Correct. If they don't re-roll it, you know, the next time, you know, blah blah blah, then you then know, we got problems. Words. Nice yeah, I mean, I have a whole pregame spiel that I go through for consistency's sake, where yep. I explain what to me is a cock die, what's a flat die, how I handle measurements, how my tokening goes. Um, I, I tend to speak kind of quickly. I don't practice my enunciations in the bathroom. So I do remind <laughs> them that, hey, if you ever think I'm talking too quickly, you can slow me down. So I do have a whole pregame spiel that I'm very consistent uh, with. Um, I do, too. I show them my dice and show them these. You know, these are sixes. The pips are ones. These are sixes. Uh, I explained the fact that I have really, really shit depth perception because my eyes, and if it looks like I'm going too far, it's because I can't tell, and just let me know, and I'll back them the fuck up. Yeah, so I, I do think that, yeah, fostering communication in a mm -hmm. War Machine event's great, and even just taking a minute to introduce yourself at the beginning, I think, is really important. Just kind of clear the airways, and uh, just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't yes, I agree with that part, always, specifically. always in play, yeah. I mean... I definitely have to go out of my way to really introduce myself and show that I'm a nice person. Um, and it's probably everybody when they play tournaments, but sometimes I really intimidate people. And I don't know if it's because you don't often play against women in that type of scene, or maybe it's because of my killer poker face. Uh, but <laughs> it, it usually takes me, like, I have to start loosening up the person I'm playing against because I just want to have fun. Some people are a little too serious and sticky with a tournament. They, they take every game like it's the end of the world. When I'm here to tell you, I've lost a ton of tournament games. It is not the end of the world. <laughs> no. Um, There's only two people in a War Machine game, and one always loses. So. Yeah, I know. You might not know this, Jackie, but some nerds aren't the best at talking to women. <laughs> what? So that might be why some of them maybe aren't as uh, exuberant as you are. On the war machine table. <laughs> um, I actually now. I have actually had now you, you you said this about your when you were playing your Kador was that you were making, you know, noises as you were doing stuff. And I always make noise when I'm doing things. Like I'll make gun noises or I'll you know, when you know, something happens and it doesn't go my way, I was like, Well, he just said fuck it and decided to dodge out of the way, didn't he? You know, and, and just fun stuff. And I've actually had someone goes, you need to stop doing that because it's very distracting. And I was like, oh, I've 
I've had the same. I uh, I tell a lot of dad jokes <laughs> while I'm like I, I learned a few new ones for Wisconsin specifically, and I've had people say, "Hey, would you mind toning that back? It's hard for me to focus." I'm like, "Oh, absolutely," and I try to be mindful and only do it on my clock. But for some people, if they're like serious business, um, that's fine. I can be boring, I suppose. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I for me, it's easier, and again, it just kind of lightens it up and reminds people that we're just you know we're we're pushing man dolls around a table. It's, it's not that. So that's a good well. point. Sometimes the problem is just them, and there's nothing you can do as your individual to change that about them. Remember, all comedy is, you know, you got to know the audience. I always play to my audience. If he's getting cranky because I go on streaks of incredible luck, he just doesn't get to see my streaks of incredible unluck, I have to calm down and be like, all right, let's not get too excited. Let's be businesslike because I don't want to make it seem like I'm taunting him or anything because – you can get excited and be like, yeah, that's another great role. But he's not feeling yes. You got to – sometimes I mean, you got to take it back. <laughs> one of the really important things for me is a lot of – you never want a game to end um, under contention. You never want one person to feel like they should have won even though they lost or vice versa, right? And one of the things for me – and Matt McWaters verbalized this. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense when you put it that way. Is uh, I need engagement from the other player because when I ask you, is this within nine, I need you to acknowledge it. When I say, if I go here, I'm clearly out of 10. I need you to acknowledge it because that just makes for a smoother game. And for me, opening up with some weird jokes or just talking to the person um, just, just makes that engagement easier to get and maintain through the event. And I just, like, again, for me, it's, it's very important just to have the engagement from the person, be sure that they're talking to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it makes it a long two hours when they don't. If they're not, then we should be playing a different game. Yeah, I mean, you could play a video game if you just wanted to play something by yourself. If you wanted yeah. to play a perfectly balanced game, I say all the time, I used to play a lot of chess. Chess is way more balanced than War Machine is. And if you don't want to talk to people, that's perfect. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, we play this for the social done, yeah. aspect. We play this to meet people. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said before, we're all playing it to have a good time. So Yeah, at the end of the day, it's more about the people than the game to me. I'm, I've won my share of games. I've lost my share of games. It's all good. Everything from here is just people and good times. Yes, that's true. No one has ever gotten rich off of playing War Machine. What? So if you spend that money and go to a con, you should be spending it to have a good time. If you're if you're if you're trying to get into a game to win money, you're, you're in the wrong, wrong game. game. Go play Magic. Go play Magic and oh, good luck. Magic. Yeah, to everyone in the Twitch chat, if you ever see me at a convention, I actually always have a traveling chessboard. I would be more than happy to play at the end of a day. This will surprise you, sir. I am balls at chess. Do you keep checkers in there, too? Don't even know why. Just not good at it. <laughs> um, I, I We could play checkers with my chessboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is pretty much 8 o'clock before we get started. Uh, we hit our media section. We're going to talk about a bunch of things, guys. Uh, our one-year anniversary is coming up, and it will be next week. Let's switch to our media section slides so we can get that see all of our pretty faces and I've got to kind of move this around a bit uh, that's not gonna work because um, we got so many people on here so we gotta get we're gonna get Jackie a little bit we'll let Jackie eat the popcorn there you go Jackie eat the popcorn about stuff afterwards they're uh, gone so something's not working what do you mean just remind me afterwards okay Something's not working. I'll remind you afterwards. Um, guys, um, 
we are going to be doing our one year anniversary. We are going to be changing up a few things for the better uh, for the podcast. Uh, we have actually a bunch of cool announcements, a bunch of cool things going on. Um, also, make sure you check us out on Facebook. If you're new, hit that follow button up there. If we ever make any of our goals, like our sub count or our donation or our follower goals, we will definitely... Um, Gonzo wearing pants. Gonzo, well, okay. Gonzo always wears something below the waist. I'm not going to tell you what. But... We will definitely uh, be changing up a few things. Uh, the next thing that we're going to do is a giveaway, and they're actually starting to become a little bit more popular, is I will be giving away if we make any of our goals, follower, donation, or sub, or anything, I will be giving away a full set of press gangers. Um, because they're actually making a comeback in the game. If you don't know why, you probably need to read up on them. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a great unit. You yes. definitely, great if unit. you can get free press gangers, you should be all over that. Yeah. Um, so, guys, hit that follow, hit that like. Uh, find us on all of our social medias uh, if you want to help the podcast out uh, because we are looking to upgrade our equipment uh, and you want to get something back for your donation, go find us on Patreon um, and you can get that. Uh, with that said, um, we now have one giveaway because of our patron subscribers and the winner of this month's uh, mini painted by Kathy is Reese Wade. Uh, Reese, congratulations. Uh, we will be getting that to you. Woo! Ringo, thanks for the follow. We appreciate that, buddy. Um, every bit helps us. Um, we really would rather y'all do patron than donations because we want to give you back something for what you give to us. Um, we will be doing another dice order, so dice will be coming through. Um, when Adam gets back from Gen Con, we will be having all of our stuff for sale. You will be able to buy the 3D flags, the tournament tracker, the objective markers, all that cool stuff that I got to show you all last week. Um, it will be available through them. And some other cool things coming from Broken Egg Games coming up soon. Um, so other than that, um, we are on media section and guys, uh, who's got, who's got what, how many, let's do this. Who's got how many? That should be what we'd be asking right now. Who's got how many? Oh, two. Two? No, oh, well, just two, not four. Not four. Uh, Sung, what media stuff do you have? Anything? Anything? I have no idea what's going on. This is our media. I told you, but you did not listen. <laughs> this is our media section. We talk about either movies we've watched. Oh, you did tell me this. Yes, yes. I have one thing to talk about. Okay. Possibly two, depending on how deep in a rabbit hole we want to get. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm with it now. You're with it now? All right. So, with that, why don't, since you only have one, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Netflix is making too much content. Now, here is my... I, I don't have that much time to watch Netflix things. But everyone around me seems to just have a ton of time to watch all these things. And there's like five new movies coming out every day, it feels like. And new shows and everything else. And I can't keep up with it. It's too much. So, I wrote to Netflix asking for a condensed version. I'm like, just give me like your good stuff that you create. Skip all the bad content. They haven't gotten back to me yet. This may come as shocking. But there is just too much content on netflix for me to consume and it's concerning and it's hard for me to keep up like i can keep up with stranger things i can do that 
And then it's harder, though, and then there's Jessica Jones, and then there's Luke Cage, and then there's the Defenders, and there's all these other things, and then there's all these wonderful one-off movies, and then there's those foreign movies, and they redo Godzilla. It's too much. So I'm telling you, <laughs> I am pleading, if Netflix subscribes to your podcast, just slow down. Pump the brakes. There's just too much content coming out. And yes, Maximum DT, there's a lot of bad content, and I realize that that's subjective, but they could, I think... Instead of the shotgun approach, maybe hone it in a little bit, and then I personally would feel a lot better. So that's my maybe hot take on Media Gonzo. I don't know if that's what you wanted. I have like a review we could do too, but that's that's my thing. There's too much on Netflix because everyone <laughs> you talk to just gives me a different show to recommend, and I can't make it through it all. I I can't do it, and then I feel bad because then the person next time they see me like, did you watch the show? I told you it changed my life, and I'm like, I know it changed your life, but I my life didn't have time to watch it. I'm sorry, and then I feel really bad. Look, we're going to have to high-five to the internet because I totally agree. So. Agreed as well. <laughs> it's just too much. Okay, so who... So so here's the thing. You have to give a rating, and our rating is Space Herpes. The fewer Space Herpes, the better. So we do a one to five. If it's so one... You're rating Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> so you're rating Netflix. Um, so if you're going to... Rate Netflix on a one to five scale of space RPs, five being the worst and one being better. Or oh. five, five, because you don't, you don't want. Um, but how would you rate space Netflix? Space herpes, like regular herpes, which is no. like Jesus, so it's meant to be shared. Oh my god, you've never seen Ice Pirate? Oh, no, you've got a... Netflix. There are too many shows. I can't <laughs> this. You just went over this. I can't do it. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. You have to watch Ice Pirates, though. 30 years old. Yes. But see, okay, I'll add it to the list. But if I don't watch it by the next time we talk, you're going to be upset with me, and then I'm going to feel bad about myself. No, I won't be upset with you. I uh, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, man. Uh, a number. I like 3.1415. Oh, I'm going to give it... Um, yeah, we're going to go with that. Okay. High space herpes for Netflix. That's a hell of a rating. <laughs> um, let's see. I've got like four also, so I'll break in here with one and I'll do it kind of quick. Um, and you're going to laugh because it is uh, a Netflix movie. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I watched the Netflix movie Extinction. Um, and Extinction okay. is about uh, an alien race that comes down and tries to exterminate the human race. Um, done by, and I can't remember the actor's name, the guy that does uh, the Ant-Man, uh, that does the recaps of everything that is amazing. Everybody wants him to recap. Michael Pena? Yes, thank you. Um, and it's it's kind of a, I'm going to tell you right now, when you watch it, it's kind of a dark show, and not dark as in uh, Twisted, more dark as in uh, where it was filmed. There's a lot of dark scenes in there, so you may want to make sure that you've got you know some good lighting dim. in your room. Very, very dim. Um, I really enjoyed it, guys. It was really good. It had a twist on human extinction that I was not expecting until about when they kind of reveal it. I was like, all right, I'm into this. This is good. Um, so it was, it was interesting. The characters were good. The story was good. Uh, special effects were good. Everything was really pretty dang good about it. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, it's one of the best Netflix shows I've watched in a long time because you know I review tons of Netflix stuff. Um, go watch it. I would probably give it one and a half space herpes uh, because 
just of some of the things. I, I can't tell you what it's about because if it does, it ruins the whole story and makes it all kind of worse. I'm just saying there's a couple of things in there. You're like, really? They didn't think about that beforehand? And it'll come about whenever people start dying. So go watch it. Highly recommend it. Spend a little time doing it. John, what's yours? Uh, speaking of 1.5 uh, Space Herpes, uh, I got to see a movie that has been spoiled to already luckily i saw it in the theater opening weekend uh i saw um avengers uh infinity war again yeah slightly spoiled um i have to say i did like it a little bit better the second time around as evidenced by the 1.5 space rupees not two um (laughs) i still feel like it is trying way too hard to force you into the feels and that annoys me quite a bit but uh, it doesn't bother me quite as much the second time around, and I've decided that almost every scene Thor in is fucking gold. I mean, the Thor and Captain America scenes are awesome. Uh, still, it has great fight scenes, mm-hmm. um, great comedy. I, I do still feel that Star-Lord was kind of mischaracterized, and not for the thing with Thanos, that if you haven't seen it, the thing with Thanos I actually felt like was actually in character and fine. It's the rest of his humor was just like they were trying too hard and, and, and should have dialed that shit down or not. They were here. We needed them here. And it just comes off as annoying rather than funny, which is unfortunate. It may have been on purpose. And if it's on purpose, fuck you, directors. Don't do that shit. <laughs> um, but still enjoyable. I will purchase it when it comes out on Blu-ray. I know it's only I know it's on digital. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray yet. I no. think it's still another 14. couple weeks for Blu-ray. Um, I will definitely purchase it, but I was happy to see it again uh, with my buddy Marshall, and since we'd seen it both, we could talk about it and, and talk through it, and I definitely feel a bit better about it. Um, there is a scene towards the end where Thor shows back up, and I'm like, that's where the movie should have ended. Good guys are getting beat down, a little bit of up, because Thor shows up, end the movie there, and then you can have all the end of the movie stuff happen, sort of like end of the first act of the next movie, and thus make two better movies but i'll be honest there's so much stuff going to this movie and i can't super fault it for its flaws because normally i like if there's a flaw i'm like i could do it better i could do this and this this i can't i got nothing i don't know how you do it better but uh avengers infinity war one and a half space herpes it's on the upswing i think it might end at one when the second half comes out maybe better but i'm not expecting it thanks for Uh, follow black label painting by the way Yep, and uh, Jackie, what you got? So this is my first of two. Um, This movie I saw in theaters, but it just came out on Blu-ray last week. Uh, It was Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Uh, Beautiful. Um, I've always been a sucker for stop motion. Uh, I think it's an underappreciated art that's dying in movies. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, It's it's got a very unique uh, storyline. And I think one thing someone would really enjoy about it is it has some great voice actors. Like, I didn't really look into it beforehand. So watching it, I'm hearing these voices. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's in this or he's in this. Um, as far as rating for this one, I would give it one space herpy. And the reason I did not give it zero, which I assume is the highest rating, is because Correct. there were a couple plot holes that I picked out on, which bothered me because I wanted them answered at the end, and there wasn't an answer. Um, definitely an art piece movie. You're not going to find out the little bits and details of what happened here and there between, but if you just take it in visually and experience it for what it is, it is a great movie. Awesome. 
Slung, do you have another one you want to go with? He's gone. Uh, I guess no. Guess not. I get to hear my review. Sung just disappeared. Apparently, I scared him off from my Infinity War review. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so hard. <laughs> the review wasn't that bad. Sorry, my internet decided to cut out. I it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I I tend to rant a bit. It should, it should be a warning. Should All right, warning, John, rant. Um, while he's getting back and everything, um, let's see. I watched another Netflix movie, um, Anon, which is short for Anonymous, um. And the story is about uh, some police detectives trying to solve some murders. Um, and it's an interesting movie um, because everybody's recorded with everything they do now. Everything's done electronically. you got all this stuff in your brain. Um, so whatever you do is recorded. And so you can sit, they can, if something happens to you, the police can go, hey, we'll just watch his, you know, video feed. Um, it was just okay. Nothing made it, like, awesome. Nothing went really cool. Um, nothing happened really, really great. It was just there. Uh, so I'm going to give it, you know, you know the you know, a three. Because it's just not... Per it just wasn't good. I would skip it. Uh, but if you want to watch some cool technology and the way things are set up, go for it. So three space harpies. Sung, do you have something you want to review? Sure, Maximum DT actually mentioned I should watch Ready Player One, and I actually just watched that. Oh, wait, wait, um, wait, you can't, oh. you can't. That has been a no-no to discuss on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Oh. I, blame, I blame Maximum DT. He said it right there. Yeah. Gonzo, uh, no. Gonzo has an uh, a, a interesting opinion on it, and I'm going to watch it with uh, my roomie, uh, Banyan, as soon as I can, or before we review it, so we can, all three of us... Uh, Migando and Kathy can review it together. You guys stole his thunder. Now, now you can. Okay. This was this was better than my review was going to be. What just happened here? Okay. <laughs> uh, give us your uh, give us your space herpes on it, but don't talk about it. How about that? Nope, I don't even want to do that. If if you if you're trying to go into this like raw. That's fine. Like, okay. I will private message you my space herpes on it, Gonzo. Okay. And when you circle back, you can do it posthumously. We're, we're, we're going to do it on, on the, on the one-year review. Uh, on our, he'll, uh, he'll give you a, an honorary space herpes rating on yes. the episode. Yeah. You, you are in charge of my space herpes. Okay. I'll, I'll, you, you, you send it to me, and we will add general. that on there. Yeah, I'll send you my herpes. 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 All right. Uh, John, I guess you're next. Uh, my next, um, I saw, let's go in order now, uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which I purchased at the local Walmart for $3.50 because I am a sucker for any movie under 5 bucks, Or maybe I'm just a sucker. Uh, now, I've seen it beforehand. I've seen it a couple times beforehand. Uh, I enjoy the crap out of this movie. It is not what you would call a good movie, but it is enjoyable as hell. Um, Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton are amusing. Um... What's her name? Jean Grey, the old Jean Grey, not the new Jean Grey, uh, plays the the evil witch. And the whole idea is there. Hansel and Gretel, Gretel got stuck in the gingerbread house and killed the witch that lured them in there. And now they're just witch hunters, and they kill witches. And that's sort of the whole plot. Um, like I said, it's not a great movie, but it's one of those. It's aiming firmly at B movie and hits its mark perfectly. Uh, it is rated R for a damn reason because it is bloody and very rude but uh it is a good time to watch and i suggest you guys give it a shot um 
I am also going to give it one and a half space herpes. It's not to say this is as good a movie as uh, Infinity War, but it is self-aware and does not aspire to be any more than it actually is, and that makes me give it a better rating. Gonzo, I know you've seen that too, right? Yes. What did you think of it? It was just okay. I mean, it's just there. It, it's it, it's just, if you want some good action flick type stuff, or, you know, just... Or if you just love Gamma Hardison, because yeah. I do. <laughs> it, it's just there. It, there wasn't anything incredibly awesome about it. That's the reason why it didn't do so good in the box office. Yeah, they're talking about a sequel, but I think the ship has sailed and that Jeremy Renner is way too expensive. Yeah, most likely. Most Speaking likely. He better be in the next Avengers movie or I'm going to ruin somebody. <laughs> uh, Jackie, why don't you give us number two? Number two. I mean, um, number two good old number two. Uh, no, it is number two. You, it's, It describes it really well. It was Teen Titans Go <laughs> to the Movies. Uh, and? If you like Teen Titans, you will love this movie. If you are the 90% of America who really miss the old Teen Titans and hate the new Teen Titans and you think that they ruined everything that was wholesome about your childhood, this movie's going to ruin it. Uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about this movie is it knew that it was Teen Titans Go. It knew that from the start. And they were able to crack all the jokes about superhero movies that everyone has wanted to do but can't do it because there's so much money involved in it. You can't make fun of Spider-Man and you can't make fun of all the movies that are about to come out. And they really did a very good job at that. Uh, I'm going to buy that one on Blu-ray. It comes out. I really enjoyed it. I went there and it was an audience full of children. And there are a lot of farting jokes. And I didn't think they were that funny. But they went on and those kids were dying. If you are under the age of eight, that movie is going to be hands down a zero space herpes. <laughs> um, if you're an adult, it will definitely keep you entertained. If you can watch five T Titans Go episodes in a row, you can watch that movie. With me, I just watch the marathon when it comes on about every other day on Cartoon Network. So I love T Titans <laughs> Go. I don't care. Fair enough. So uh, yeah, got... it's uh, it's got a wide radius. It depends on your age. It's uh, maturity it's, uh, level. Like the... Yeah, like if you're a kid, you're gonna. Like I said, give it a zero space herpes. If you're an adult and you don't like Teen Titans, it'll be like a four. I feel awkward giving a Teen Titans Go Kids movie uh, rating in space herpes. I feel like it should be done in awful fart jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just saying. A little awkward. Uh, Gonzo, bring us out of awkwardness quickly. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, myself and Erica watched this uh, movie. She hadn't seen Shaun of the Dead yet. Um, and she asked if it was going to be good. I looked at her and says, yeah. I mean, hello. It's Shaun of the Dead. This thing, even after I've watched it numerous times, they're still good. The show, even if you know everything and everything's going to happen, it's still a good show. Um, give it about one, one and a half space RPs just because it's, you know... It does show some of its age, and you hearken back to the days of, like, well, if you like this, you're going to like, you know, you know, Hot Fuzz, or you're going to like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't like it, Hot Fuzz. I love Hot Fuzz. Yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was still good. It's still fun. Um, it, it, it's it's a good twist on a, you know, a zombie movie, uh, but it is, you know, some British-type comedy, so you got to be ready for it if you're not used to that. 
Uh, highly recommend it. Go watch it. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. And now we go back to the Winchester for a bite. Uh, John, do you? What do you have left? I have still two left. Uh, I will go with uh, Payback, uh, the Mel Gibson movie. Uh, hey, guess what? It was also three dollars fifty cents in the exact same bin as Hansel Gretel. <laughs> I took it home, and as seems to be the theme with this, I did not really carefully read, and it is actually Payback, the director's cut, Ooh. and only the director's cut, not the original cut. So. It's functionally the same movie. The only difference is they take out all of Chris Christopherson and his son's parts, and the ending is a bit darker and ambiguous, whether or not he lives and gets his money. I mean, he gets his money, turns out he lives. Um, other than that, it is pretty much the same movie, and I feel like I like the theatrical version better. It is a better movie for the audience. It ends more positively. Plus, it has his voiceover making it feel a bit noir, which I like. Uh, I didn't realize till halfway through that I'm like, why am I not enjoying this as much? It's it's because they took out his voiceover, so it wasn't as noir as as the original one. And I really enjoy that. It's like I like the original Blade Runner because he's got the voiceover, makes it feel noir. I crazy like that. I know they say narration is bad, but I enjoy it. Uh, but overall, it's still Bell Gibson getting vengeance and being a badass through the entire movie, uh, but not so much that you don't feel like he has flaws. Um. I don't think his character necessarily grows or anything. It's not like a deep plot. It's pretty simple vengeance or payback, if you will. Uh, but it's enjoyable. Um, I give it. I'm gonna give it two shots of. Uh, sorry, two shots of Kraken. That's the old school. Um, nope. Two shots of Kraken and two space herpes. Uh, uh, two space herpes because it's not quite as good as the theatrical, which you probably get about a one and a half. But definitely still worth watching, and it's a different version to watch, so it is a bit of a different feel. If maybe you thought payback was not quite your thing, give the director's cut a, sh cut, cut a shot. It might be more of what you like. All right. Uh, anybody else for John goes on his final one? Don't you have one more, Gonzo? No, that was it. I thought you said four. That was three. I can do math. One, two, three. Uh-huh. Yep, uh -huh. just three. Bam. Beat you this week. It's not going to yep. happen to him. Watch it, Mike. You're going back to school. Well, I did finish uh, Orange is the New Black and uh, Glow, which Orange is the New Black, still good, solid, uh, and Glow, not bad, still not okay. not too bad, um, this new seasons. So if you guys don't watch Quiet Place, we watched that for a second time this week. Oh, I, yeah, we reviewed that on the last one. Okay. Yes. What did you think of it, by the way? I thought it was a movie that is substantially better in the movie theater. I can agree with you on that. Um, that being said, it was a good enough movie. I am very analytical, and it was good enough that the issue... You know how when you say bad sci-fi movie, sometimes you like poke holes in the science? Mm -hmm. John, this sounds like something you do. Quiet Place was, was a good <laughs> enough movie to get me to push that out of my head and still enjoy the movie, regardless of whether I watch it in the movie theater or at home. Oh, sweet. <laughs> should see if that's available at our cheap theater, because it sounds like it's something I'd have to uh, see there. No. Too bad. I will agree. It you really needs to be seen here. Really see. Yeah, yeah. You really should, if, if possible. That would be. It's it's a it's it's a, um, I I give it like a one point five on your scale. It's a very good movie. It's a yeah. very solid movie. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, it's and the reason why either a you need to watch it in movie theater or watch it very late at night so there's no other sound. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but I bought popcorn in the theater and I couldn't eat it because I'm like, it's going to be noisy. Yes. I don't want to <laughs> eat my popcorn. What am I supposed I, to do? I love movies like that where you're like, I don't want to break the, the nice ambiance here. I got to I gotta better hold on to this. Yeah, you really, you really want to have it because it ruins the effect. Because like when I was watching it, I'm saying, all right, this is a really quiet scene. Everything's really, really quiet. It's supposed to be. And I have birds chirping outside and like a car driving by. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you can. So I saw it in an IMAX, right? And if you can imagine that. Oh, guy, my God. That's, that's where. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Oh, quick. Really something really funny about popcorn. I have a friend who's OCD and I always see movies with him. And he compulsively is constantly shaking the bucket to freshen up the popcorn. And I always give him the bucket, and he shakes it the entire movie. <laughs> Great. I love it. So my, uh, my significant other worked at a movie theater when she was younger, like 16, 17. And she remembers someone came in and got one of those pickles that they have. And then oh they God. asked for a uh, popcorn bucket, like an empty one. She was like, oh, okay. And then they proceed to pour the popcorn butter all over the pickle. And she has been scarred for life off of that. And I'm like, I didn't understand that. Like, he didn't even eat it in front of her. But just the fact that that happened, I'd be like, that's not okay. I Somewhere in a video that is in a dark place of the internet. Yeah. Uh, someone not, butter on a pickle. Not send me links to that video, please. <laughs> that gives me such a bad taste in my mouth. You do something to take care of that. All right, John, you're the last one. All right. Uh, my last one is... Uh, brand new movie, Mission Impossible Fallout, mm. which is, I think, number six, if I'm doing my math right. Yep. How can it be a Mission Impossible when this is the sixth one? Uh, well, they always are pretty impossible. They just do the impossible. <laughs> it's not even Christmas time, and they have an impossible movie out. Um, so, honestly, the, the history of the Mission Impossible movies is pretty interesting, because they're up until about... Uh, one movie ago, they were all sort of different subgenres of the spy thriller. You know, you got the, the the tense spy thriller, you got the action spy thriller. But since the third one on, they've sort of hit their stride and have the same feel overall. And man, I enjoy the crap out of these movies. Uh, Tom Cruise at fifty is in way better shape than I am at you know eight years younger than him. It is crazy. <laughs> Uh, he still sells it. Uh, Ving Rhames is amusing. I mean, obviously you got Simon Pegg, who is also amusing. They bring back the female lead, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, I believe, from the last movie in the same role, which is good. Plus, this is the first direct sequel. The bad guy from the last movie makes a reappearance. Hmm. And is an important part of the plot. Uh, they also add a CIA guy played by Superman himself. God, my brain just stopped because I just had a shot. Um, what's his name? Brandon Roth? Are you doing <laughs> Like how I threw that one in? <laughs> uh, hurt. Oh, no, the current one. Henry Cavill. Yes. Jesus. Brandon Roth. Oh, uh, he's in there as a very no-nonsense, get-the-job-done-at-all-cost CIA agent to be a, uh, to keep uh, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt, who is a protect my protect everyone guy, you know, if he can find a response that's harder but saves everyone's lives, he will try that. And the real nail that home, um, Alec Baldwin shows up as the director of the IMF again. Angela Bassett is the director of the CIA, and there's some 
some sparks between the two of them, a little bit of, you know, fight infighting, if you will. Uh, but overall, it is a good spy thriller. They have a lot of nods, all the way back to the first one, honestly. They have a couple uh, nods back there, which is interesting, uh, especially if you keep up. But I think the first one's one of the more amusing movies of the 90s. Uh, but overall, it was great. The only flaw I can see with it is the ending action scene gets a little much. There's a point where you're like, really, that's happening too? But it's still, I mean, it fits the movie. They, they do those crazy stunts as much as you can, and Tom Cruise still does as many of his own stunts as is humanly possible, which is respectable as crap. I don't care what you think of the guy that's putting your body on the line for art like that is pretty crazy. Um, I give it I give it one space herpes. This is a really good time. Wow. Really amazing. I think, honestly, these last three have been really good. Oh, man. And, yeah, Xander Borland, if you haven't seen anything since two, two, I love John Woo, and, but that's an action movie, not a spy movie. After that, it goes full spy movie, and three, four, five, six are, are really good, and I enjoy the crap out of them. Um, Build it, yeah. Building on what Xander said, John, sorry to interrupt you. Hmm? Do I have to watch these in order? Or could I just watch the new one? You'd have to watch the one before. You'd have to watch Rogue Nation, then this is the only thing you'd have to do. Okay. Other than that, the rest, they introduce characters who are still around, but that's not important. And is this just because of that bad guy callback like you mentioned? Well, it's a, it's almost a direct sequel. Okay, like, cool. Thank you, you. So you actually probably could do it without hand, but you'd have to rely on the exposition in the in the movie to remind to, to let you know who these people are, and it may not be enough. It's hard for me to tell because I've seen the last movie. Because I see all these movies. I missed three in the theater and then borrowed it from a friend. Uh, and, the, and I was like, you know, I got to watch all these movies. They're great. All right, uh, guys. This is the last. We're going to give you 30 seconds to put in any more tickets that you want to put in for this last raffle for uh, Sylvester that I painted up. Uh, give you the last 30 seconds. I want to thank both of my co-hosts that came on and decided to hang out with us for an hour and a half, roughly two hours, and do everything. Um, big thank you, uh, Jackie. I hopefully I will be able to see you at War Machine Weekend. Yes. Hopefully. Um, and, and Wednesday, if everything works out. Went and see well, me. Not in, well, not in person. I well, guess, yeah. But. Yeah, Wednesday for our uh, role playing guys. This Wednesday, instead of me painting, we'll be working on the RPG. Uh, join myself, Tim Banky, uh, Max, and Jackie as we peruse through the Star Wars universe with the role playing game. Um, Sung, I know I'll definitely see you at War Machine Weekend. Yep, I'll, I'll be there. And, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing you, Gonzo. And Jackie, if you're out there, it would be great to meet you in person. Same, John, if you make it out. Well, you'll see we'll Jackie see before I will, because she'll be in Nova. Because you're going to Nova. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm a maybe for Nova. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and go with the drawing. We're going to close it out. Five, four, three, two, one. Bye-bye. Bye. And the giveaway is closed. No longer entries. And our winner, drum roll, everybody. This is a long drum roll. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hello, okay. <laughs> and the winner is... Orc Pride. Orc Pride, you have won my miniature. Orc Pride, please go ahead and send me your email address. Or not your email address. Send me your uh, mailing address. <clears throat> you can either send it here in chat or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and I will get that out to you as soon as I possibly can. Um, 
It will probably be tomorrow before I can do it. Um, just make sure you send me your physical address. That way, and please include your first and last name on there. Because I don't want to get lost in the mail. Um, <laughs> look at Xander. Xander's still at 1,700 dice. Oh, and we have a rare uh, Doubt Arc uh, sighting in the chat room. A what? I'm going, Doubt Arc. Yeah, I know. Doubt Arc? What? It's just confusing his Mission Impossibles with his Transformers movie, which is understandable. They're both... Actually, yeah. I got nothing on that. I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, so Orc Pride, make sure you whisper uh, to more than dice uh, and give us Facebook. your address or find us on Facebook and you can send it to a there so I can get it to you. Um, I hope you like it. I'm not an incredible painter, but I do enjoy painting stuff for people. Send it to the More Than Dice a Podcast uh, one and uh, I'll get it to you, Orc Pride. Should be listed up. Just send it to there. Yep. That one right there. Yeah, or me, you can send it to John to John o. Spencer too. I'll yep. You'll forward it along to us. I'm right here. I'm here still. All right, with that, guys, we are going to shut it down again. Thank you a bunch. Um, make sure that you follow us on all the social medias and check us out on Patreon. Check us out on Facebook. Pay attention. We are making an event page, an event for our one year anniversary for next Sunday. Be ready for a bunch of big surprises. Yeah. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Jackie. Oh, Sung Su. Hey, thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs> I don't think he knows, because we're still dancing. Yeah, we've been. I mean, we we talk over the outro music all the time, man. And we don't Why? Play. Why do we talk over the outro music? Uh, because you're crazy, and that's what we do. I'm crazy. I mean, everyone's heard the song at this point, so I mean. I mean, you, know. you are crazy. Well, I am Gonzo. I'm also crazy. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a great time. It was great to meet you, Jackie and John. Great to get to know you a little better. Yeah, Honestly, say this is uh, slightly inspired me to maybe pick up uh, my warm machine models and dust them off. Uh, and keep like, up your hobby streak. Well, I mean, I actually have to hobby streak after the cast, which is unfortunate because I'm only slightly drunk. Only slightly? You yeah, should be I'm completely like, drunk. I'm signing off, guys. You take it easy. Gonzo, I love you, buddy. I'll see you soon. See you later. Hey, I got, I actually have, are we on the air? Yes, we are on the air. <laughs> Hold on. I have, no, no, that's fine. I can say it on the air. I have a Cuban for you. So I will see you on the weekend, my man. That's all right. I'll see you then, buddy. Take care. Bye, guys.